Hey, what's poppin', guys? This is Dust Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Now, today's June 17th. The weather's not usually as good as we usually like to say every week. It's a little cloudy, but while you're waiting for the sun to come out, thank you for tuning in to the Dust Rays Podcast of our next episode. Um, we'd like everyone to head over to our Instagram at Delos Reyes, Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast, where we've been posting basically daily about... Uh, we have a mascot tournament that's been going on. We post two mascot matchups per day. Uh, 42 mascots. We're in the middle of round two right now. We'll probably go three, four, five, and possibly six, depending on how many we have. And as far as Instagram, not just on our stories, on our actual page, we've been doing um, throwback Thursdays on this day's uh, on this day in history. And we're also doing team rankings and redrafts of redrafts of 2000, 2016. We're currently at number 11 for the team rankings. Thank you so much for following us and being a part of that journey. Now, as far as our Instagram, tomorrow we're going to have a very big announcement. The Dallas Rays podcast will be expanding, and we want everyone to be a part of it. So make sure you like it up tomorrow. Comment about how you feel, and be there tomorrow around this time, where we're going to let you know the big news. Yeah, and as you guys are doing that, go and checking us out. Do the usual. Wear the gloves. Wear the masks. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Through all this quarantine, it's getting uplifted usually. Get used to back to the old times, but also stay healthy while you're doing it. So our first news of the day is nice and light, nothing too fancy. That scouting can now begin on June 19th. It's a couple days from now, but it's, it was suspended during the quarantine, just like the season. So that's the only thing that's been lifted so far. We know that the transactions are still not able to happen. So free agent superstar, uh, Zay Puig still doesn't have a team. He's been talking to teams, but still doesn't have a team. So transactions cannot happen, but you can scout now. Now our next, moving to the next news. We've heard a lot of rumors about the MLB right now, about what's been happening. When another new rumor came out yesterday, clarified by Bleacher Report News, the six to eight MLB owners do not even want to play this season. The six to eight out of 30 don't even want to play. Now we hope they're bluffing. Right, because Rob Manfred, he hasn't been doing 100% right by anybody in the league. That, that's a given fact. Now, yes, that's given that's hard to do. I don't think he's handled it as well as he could have. Yeah. Because like, think about it this way: MLB was the at one point this. I don't want to say summer because summer kind of just started. But let's say let's say we're in school, right? Counts as a school year. They were the only sport that could be on TV back way back in the spring, right? The only sport. And they messed it up. They didn't start in time. So NHL's coming back, right? The end of, or start of July. I yeah, don't, I think so. And then I, NBA's coming NBA's back. NBA's coming back with their own tournament. They have 22-team tournament, 24-team tournament. They, they get to stay in Disney World. That's all that stuff. And the MLB is still arguing over money and the safety of the players. And it's like, the NHL, uh, granted NHL and um, NBA, they already had their season, basically. They're going to finish it off and go to the playoffs. MLB hasn't started. But they still haven't agreed. I don't know. I, I yeah. think that is definitely... I hope that... Like I said, I hope the owners are doing this just to bluff. I hope they're not actually serious about it. And I hope that they can come to some agreement because it kind of sucks to not watch baseball on TV uh-huh. right now. Yeah, that, def- that, that it definitely does suck. But that also brings us into the last uh, news article talking about Rob Manfred when he goes back on his word. So he said... Um, earlier, like in about like the potential season, he said, "I can tell you that I'm 100 percent certain yeah, we will like, have this season." That was last week. Yeah. Yeah, and then then he just he says 
a few days back, I think it was. Yeah, it was two days ago. He went uh-huh. back on his word and he mm-hmm. was like, I'm not 100% Sad certain shit. we could mm-hmm. actually have that. And I don't know. This isn't just a fun thing to hear as no, a fan. No, it's, it's not. Cause it's been a baseball player. It's been a pinball machine. Have you ever played pinball to arcade? I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have the chance to do that. That's what it feels like to be an LB fan right now. Mm-hmm. We just want to see baseball. Honestly, I don't even care if my team goes 0-50 or 0-76. I just want to see them play. And I'm sure if you guys, like I said, go to our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. In the story, we actually posted a bunch of players who said, let's get ready. The hashtags, I believe we are ready and hashtag when and where have been going viral for MLB players. Hoping to start a movement. We got to get baseball started, get the the oil turning, get everyone back ready to go. Let's... Let's see some baseball on TV. Yeah, definitely. Let's get it started, man. Bring baseball back. You know what that sound is? It's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day. Let's get it. So, um, the Mets, your favorite team. Is a fun the fact. Mets, the New York Mets, yeah. The New York Mets. This is This is one about them. Oh, boy. So, uh, in 1964, they finished second to last in NL. Yeah, and stolen do. bases with only 36. Yeah, that was their whole entire team. That wasn't one guy. I mean, that was also their second year in existence. So give them, give them a little slack. They start, you know. But they're like. Actually, I'm about 30 or 30 or 30. They're like, all right, we're going to make a great idea. We're going to bring an Olympian, Jesse Owens, as the team's running coach. Yeah, that guy was a god. So he would lead the team in series of sprints for like two miles. They'd just go sprint, 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 mm-hmm. sprint. They'd stop, okay. sprint, and stop. For two miles straight, he said, um, Owens told the New York Times, they ran, they all run flat-footed, and when they come here, it's an occupational thing with baseball players, but now they're up on their toes, and they got some spring when they run. So he said, he put some life into their feet, yeah, he gave them some sure. PF flyers so they can fly, yeah. that's what he's saying. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty but, cool. But, um... Sadly, the next season, they didn't do so well. But the season after that, they did do a lot better. Yeah, I guess maybe reason. it happened in the long run. It had to yeah. like develop. Mm-hmm. Let's get down to the brass tacks and nitty-gritty of today's episode. Let's go. So, our idea for this week, we were thinking about the future of the MLB. Of course, because we don't even know it's going to start this season. So, we're thinking, hmm. Who's going to win Rookie of the Year? It's such short of the season. Who's going to win MVP? Right? It's, it's, who's, who's the most durable for 50, 76 games? And then we thought, why worry about this here? We could just worry about who has, who just got drafted. Let, let's, let's talk a little about that. Yeah. Let's talk about who just got drafted, who just played and still has rookie eligibility, and who hasn't even got called up yet. So we decided to put together, using this year's 26-man rosters, the future of the MLB, the prospect 26-man roster of the MLB for years to come. So now, for those of you who've asked, superstars like Jordan Alvarez and Peter Lazo, who won the Rookie of the Year last year, are not going to be eligible for the list. The only people eligible that we can talk about are people that can still be a rookie or have rookie eligibility. So you have to play a certain amount of games that won't be service. Um, some of these players have played maybe 10, 20. I don't think any of them go past 40. I don't know the exact number to be past the MLB rookie, but they still have not exceeded that limit. And these are, again, people who got drafted recently, we have a couple of those on the list. And some people in the minor leagues that still haven't got called up yet. 
yeah. who are very promising or have only been in spring training. But this is a very cool list. It was pretty cool to go through mm-hmm. to get the research done on this. Yeah. I wanted to know more about the draftees. I wanted to know more about all these players. And honestly, after doing this research and seeing this prospect team that we built, I, I feel confident in the MLB because you always think like yeah. when, you, when you're like, oh man, what, when Mike Trout retires, what, oh, next? when Nelson Cruz retires, when Mad Bum and Kershaw retire, these guys aren't that young. You know, the 29, 30s, like they're getting there. So this is the team that's going to top that. They're yeah. going to go above and beyond. It definitely opened my eyes to these new prospects. For sure. And I'm going to be watching baseball more intently now, uh-huh. knowing these names. Spring training, when it comes back hopefully again this season or yeah. next year, I'm going to be more attentive to these players. I don't know, I'm really excited for this. Let's get started. Mm-hmm. So, we got catcher. If you're a follower of the catchers in the MLB, you know who we're going to pick, all right? Adley Ruchman, okay? He's 22 years old. His ETA, according to the MLBprospect.com, is 2021. So, they're assuming next season, not this season. Now, keep in mind, he got drafted last season, first overall from Oregon State. He played there for three years. Uh, it's a very um, good perspective college for baseball players. Now, he played in the GCL Orioles, Aberdeen Ironbirds, and Delmarva Shorebirds all in the same year. He went from rookie league to single-A short season to single-A full. All within one year. He's played 37 games, 254 batting average, 33 hits, 26 RBIs. He's also a switch hitter. He's currently the number six overall prospect, number one for Baltimore, and the number one catcher. Now... Let's bring it back a little bit to college for a bit. He actually played on the National Collegiate USA Baseball team. He won the Golden Spikes Award and the Catcher's Award, batting 4-11 with 17 home runs over that summer. So he has a lot of promise. I'm so excited for him to make it to the big show. Yeah. Like to, not the big show. To the big leagues and show. I combined both. You know, like the rest are big show, right? But he's definitely one of the top prospects on this list. Yeah. I can see him doing amazing things for the Orioles. They have a lot of prospects. Yeah, as a catcher, I'm definitely excited to see how he comes up and how he plays. Three teams in one year. All he has left is advanced and then double A, triple A, and that's really it. I mean, he's big leagues. (laughs) He'll be there. Yeah. So now we're going to head on to the bench catcher. This guy is good. Um, I was debating about putting him on the starting lineup, but Spencer was like, no, we got to put Adley Rushman. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I understand. For sure. So we're talking about Joey Bart. He was drafted second overall pick in 2018 draft um, for from Georgia Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. He was drafted to the Giants. GIT, yeah. Yeah, he was drafted to the, San I was going to say Giants. New York Giants, but yeah, no. that's All the right. older team. Baseball, baseball. <laughs> so he's the light, I think, for the new catcher to get like, kind of push Posey out because he's kind of getting a little old. Oh, for sure. Isn't he Isn't he 30? He's like 32, yeah. 33. Yeah, he's going to be... He's the... barely even starting anymore as now. Like, I don't even know who their backup catcher is now, but like... Yeah, I feel like he's going to definitely be that light. Mm-hmm. But he did suffer a thumb, a right thumb fracture yeah. in October of 2019, but his numbers show he's very capable yeah, of that. doing a lot mm-hmm. of damage at the plate and behind the plate with his strong arm. We see with 29 home runs in 130 games, also yeah. batting 284 in all those games. That's not bad for a catcher. Catchers usually aren't hitters. Yeah, so, so he's... Ad, both Adley and Joey are going to be future hitters. You haven't seen a lot of uh-huh. like, hitting catchers in a while. I mean, obviously, Carl Santana, but were they starting catchers, though? You know, they were moved because they needed yeah. someone. He's definitely tearing it up, so... Oh, yeah. San Francisco, he's coming. All right, we move to first base. Uh, we got Ryan Mountcastle, another Oriole. 23 years old. His ETA is this season. He's on the four-man roster. I mean, 
what we're going to happen, right? So now, he might be a little bit underlooked because he was the 36th overall in the 2015 draft. Came straight out of high school. So it took him a little bit while to develop. He's number six for, excuse me, 64th overall prospect. Number four for Baltimore and the third for all first baseman. Now, he's been literally through every Baltimore Oriole affiliate in the minor leagues. He's played through all of them. 524 games, 295 batting average his whole minor league career. 612 hits, 70 home runs, and 274 RBIs. He's been hitting it. Last season, he put up 312 as his average. The whole season, 312. Uh, I mean, first basins are, are expected to get that high, but not in the minor leagues. Like, you expect them to maybe get 250. Like, oh, they're working their way up, but this guy's been exploding. And honestly, I could see why they said ETA this season. Especially, I'm not, gonna, I'm not hating on the Orioles, but they're definitely in rebuild mode. And they need as many young guys as they can. And they've been drafting a lot of young guys that are doing really good yes, for the team. Yes, they have so, a good team coming on. As you see, sure. there's a lot of guys on this list that are mm-hmm. from the Orioles. There, there's, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Yeah. So I think Mountcastle Mount is a great starting first baseman for this team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Going to head into the starting second baseman. We got Gavin Lux. Drafted 20th overall in 2016 by the Dodgers straight from high school, like uh, Mountcastle over there. Mm-hmm. He debuted in 2019, but he didn't. He still has eligibility. I think he only played like 20 games. Yeah, yeah, 23. Yeah, I was yeah he, he, mm-hmm. he didn't. He didn't play like that many. Yeah, yeah. He came in with September call ups, yeah. stuff like that. He didn't do the greatest. He batted 240 um, out of 75 games, but that that's like kind of average. Yeah, that, that's average. It's not the greatest, but mm-hmm. he definitely. We've when he seen you seen his numbers, um, in the minor leagues out of three years of playing, he's batted 305. And he's lighting it up yeah. over there. He's he's a guy that's gonna get on base all the time. You're gonna he and he rips it up on the bases too. So literally, you're gonna put him at your one or two batter. He's gonna get on base. He's gonna be that for leadoff sure. guy for your three or your four to knock him in. He's a future second baseman. It, like as we realize, there's a lot of good infielders that are really good prospects. Like oh, we yeah. we had trouble because like we said, it's 26 on the roster. So the starters. Yeah, we're able to fill out the starters, of course. That, that's the easy part, right? But figuring out who gets to be on that bench, because they could potentially be starters too. And then there's some people we had to leave out. But yeah. if we're continuing with second base, we got to go with someone who's been through it all, man. He got injured. He's on the Colorado Rockies. He's He arrived, just like you said, September call of 2019. 23 years old. The number one prospect for not only Colorado, but second baseman, 14 overall, Brendan Rodgers. So, uh, if you're a Rockies fan, you definitely heard of this dude. If yeah. you're in that division, um, he's third. He was the third overall in 2015 draft. Another high school draftee. He developed, um, like just like Mountcastle, he's gone through almost every single uh, affiliate in the minor leagues for the Rockies. As far as minor league baseball, he's at 66 home runs, 296 average, and the MLB, he's at only 25 games with 17 hits. He's not bad. Almost a hit a game, right? Even if you're on the bench, it's not bad. Yeah. He's a versatile infielder, which is more in question. So he's he's really good at the plate, but he's also can play any position in the infield. Which the Rockies can definitely use if supposedly they're going to ship Nolan or Renato. Yeah. Because they got Trevor Story, and this guy could be the new um, one-two punch. Right yeah. there, getting double plays all day. Definitely. All day. Heading into the third. Yeah, we got, this is the, yeah, we got two positions that have three depth. Yeah. That's in the infield. And, so, yeah, this is second base. Third depth. There's a lot of good second base prospects. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Nick Magical. So he's the fourth overall pick in 2018, drafted by the White Sox. Yeah. He's from Oregon State. Another one, like Adley. Uh-huh. 
I think we have three in this list. Yeah. At least. They, I think they breed different over there. Yeah, there's something about on. it, man. Something in the water. Know. Something like... They've been drinking. But it. this is the type of guy that gets a single every time he gets to the plate. Yeah, he's always... He's, I've seen him back. Like, he's just... He's always getting on base. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's a single, it's a double. I mean, not, not a lot of triples a home run. It doesn't matter. He's, he's more of a contact hitter. Yeah. He'll put the ball the in one play. Yeah. He'll put, he'll put it in... Exactly. Get it right over the base. He'll get bloopers. He'll get nice shots mm-hmm. into the middle. Of course. But um, in the two years of... His minor league career, he's only played two years, yeah. but he's estimated to play neck uh, this this year. Okay, yeah, I could see that with the White Sox. Definitely uh-huh. call him up. Maybe a bench bat. Maybe not even starting, but uh-huh. maybe starting. Honestly, yeah. But with this two years that he's been playing, he batted three oh nine, which is beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. He's well seasoned, and with an OPS of seven sixty nine, he's looking to do some damage for the White Sox. Oh, for sure, for sure. Bro. I I could definitely see him being called up this season and doing some damage. Even if it's on the bench. So, we move to third base. Jets drafted this year. So, a lot of you might be like, oh, what? The first overall pick this year, Spencer Torgerson. He's a first baseman. Well, let me tell you. You're right and you're wrong. He plays both corners, first and third, and he's a right fielder. He's a power hitter. There's nothing you can say about that. 129 games for Arizona State for three years. 54 home runs, 130 RBIs. 54 home runs in three years in college. I mean, he's doing something man. right. And then he also played Summer League for the Cape Cod League, which is very infamous for the top college prospects. He played all three years. Or actually, no, I apologize, two years, because the third year would have been this year. But he played, he basically, throughout college, he, he, he killed it in the Cape Cod League, and he killed it for Arizona State. Becomes the first overall to Detroit. They got someone to look forward to. I mean, maybe this could be the replacement for Miggy. Maybe. I mean... You have to give him a couple of years in the yeah, minors. But, then give him a couple of years a season. I think once he's Because done, he's, tw- he's 20 now, though. So, yeah, I mean... He'd probably need a couple more than just two, I would think. Yeah. But, but like, give give him that some time in yeah. the minor leagues. Let Miggy, like, start to say, like, all right, I'm heading towards retirement. So you can just, like, nudge him a little bit. Push yeah, him put him on the bench. Yeah. Make him a DH. That's, that's a beautiful part of American League. If you want someone to play, mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically making Miggy DH most of the time, though. Yeah. So they might have to put him back at first. I mean, they'll figure it out. I mean, you got a great first overall pick right there. No one better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a good third baseman for our team. Now heading into a backup third baseman who also plays both corners, Alec mm-hmm. Bohm. Yeah. Drafted third overall of the 2018 draft by the Phillies from Wichita State. Mm-hmm. I love saying that. I don't know why. It sounds amazing. In the 13 games of spring training that he had, he batted 409. Wow. So he's showing, hey, MLB, I'm yeah. ready. I can do it. You see, you see what's happening here? I mean, him and Madrigal are the like, top people of that 2018 class that are making a name for themselves. Yeah. As far as batting average. Mm-hmm. They got a chance of making it, what, this year, right? Alec Bohm? Yes. On the bench? I, don't, I can't see him starting, honestly. Because they have... A pretty in-depth infield, but I could see him being on the bench, getting a couple games every now and again, working his way up. Yeah, like I said, his batting average was crazy in the two years yeah. that he played. 305 batting average. He hits the ball everywhere, including... including how how old is he? I think he's 23. Yeah, so he, like worst case scenario, if they can't find a spot on the bench for him somehow, with the 26-man roster, you could always start in AAA and be a god over there, like Vlad did, remember? Mm-hmm. Last yeah. year, Vlad started in AAA. Everyone was really mad. Like, why is he not on the Major League team? He tore it up for a little bit, and then they just, they had to bring him up. So, like, make a name for yourself. 
Yeah. Put yourself out there, and they're going to have to bring you up. you got to do something about it. Yeah, he, he hits the ball everywhere, including 21 home runs in 125 games. It's He's on the street. He's on the street. So, he's a hot bat, and he plays at the hot corner. So, All right, so this, this shortstop position, again, was kind of hard. But for the starting position, definitely was not hard. Oh, yeah. We got the number one prospect for Tampa Bay, shortstop, and the number one prospect overall. Overall. And guess what? He's only 19 years old. International yeah. prospect Wander Franco signed July 17th by Tampa Bay Rays. He's, he's played for the rookie team, the rookie league, the Princeton Rays. He's played on the, uh, full, uh, the, the full A team, the Bowling Green Hot Rods, and the A advanced team, the Charlotte Stone Crabs. Um, he, according to MLB and MILB, he's not been assigned to a team yet because of spring training, but he was called up for spring training two years in a row, 19 and 20. Uh, he's in 175 games in those three teams. He's uh, had a batting average of 336. So again, he's another guy that's going to get on base for you. 20 home runs and 224 hits. He's also the nephew of Eric and Willie Ayabar. Ayabar, excuse yeah, me. Ayabar, yeah. Ayabar. Um, the shortstops who respectively play for the Angels, and I, I forgot another team, but they, they're really good. But get this, he also has a brother that plays for the San Jose Giants, a minor league team of the Giants, who's also a shortstop. And his name's also Wander. It's in the blood, bro. And his dad's name is Wander. But none of them are senior, junior, first, second, third. They're just all Wander Franco. So, like, I don't know how you live at that house. The mom's like, Wander! And then you get three guys around. It's like, hey, (laughs) what do you need? (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know. I I can't see it. But but when I found that, I was like, this must be a typo. But I clicked on each profile because it had the hyperlink. And it was just another baseball player. So, he's in a family. He's one of six. No, one one of five that... Has a professional baseball career. It's kind of similar to um, what's that catcher? Contreras, Wilson Contreras, yes. and then his brother, who's also a catcher and a third baseman for the Braves organization. I mean, it, it, I mean, they're the next Jose and Yadier Molina, uh-huh. and the third brother, which I forgot his name, but like and BJ Upton, Justin Upton. There's a lot of brother combos coming together. I uh-huh. can see it happening, but this guy's definitely, unfortunately, he's a little bit better. So the Wander Franco, 19 years old. You're going to see them in the major leagues, they're saying, next year, not this year. And it makes sense. Spring training, give them some at-bats, but he'll be ready by next season. Yeah. Heading into the first shortstop uh, bench guy, because we got two, because yeah. we got, know, there's, there's a lot of shortstops for... that are good. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Carter Kiboom. Yeah. Now this guy... Fun name to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, I you love used to it. call him Kiboom. Yeah. <laughs> Kiboom. <laughs> um, drafted 20th overall in 2016 by the Nationals, from, straight from high school. That's why give him some time to develop. Mm-hmm. His batting average doesn't show how much damage he could do. I mean, it, it's pretty good. It's it's not like up there yeah. with the three hundreds uh-huh. like the other guys. It's two eighty seven, but it's not. It doesn't show for what he is. Yeah, definitely. Like he's one of those guys that will come up to the plate and he'll absolutely demolish a ball if you leave it hanging. If you leave a high pitch, he'll yeah, demolish. Yeah, it. a lot of shortstops aren't really known for that too. So it's it should be interesting to see him when he gets it's, called up if he continues to do that. It says it in his last name. Keep. Boom. Yeah, Whenever he hits the ball, it's, it's like a boom shot. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, His glove and arm is the field. It, it's kind of scary when you hit the ball his way. Yeah. Because he has a he's strong really arm. He's good defensively. Uh-huh. He's got a strong arm. It, it's almost like he's positioned at one of the corners as far as defense and hitting. But, yeah. but he's playing shortstop. Yeah. But that also means that with the Braves ever, some for some reason, because don't they have Swanson at shortstop? Yeah. 
So if they need him at third base, or uh-huh. I mean, if Freeman gets injured, put him at first, or he could probably play second too. Uh huh. Probably I mean, he's, he's probably utility infield. I mean, besides catcher, I would assume. Yeah. But let's go to the last shortstop. Just drafted this year from Vandy, Vanderbilt University. Uh, played for three years. Austin Martin. Now, he was a top prospect coming out of this draft. The fifth overall. Um, again, another USA Baseball affiliate for college collegiate team. Yes. 140 games within three years. 200 hits. 76 RBIs. This is where it gets crazy. 532 slugging percentage. Half of his at-bats with slugging percentage. 368 average in three years playing for Vanderbilt. In three years. He plays second base, shortstop, and all the outfield, but he was drafted as a shortstop. I mean, Vanderbilt does have the best players in the best jerseys. So, <laughs> Arguable, I mean. arguable. But, yeah, definitely Austin Mar is something to look forward to, and he, he's going he's gonna to make it big. Yeah. I don't know his ETA, but if I had to get I mean, he's already 21, so he's not 19 or 20. I give him two years, two, two years. years. I give him one year, and then he's on spring training, like big boy spring training, forty man roster spring training, or roster invitee. I give him two years. You put him on the bench. Like that's how good this guy is. He's explosive. He fell to five. He was supposed to go top two this year. Yeah. Other yeah. teams had other opinions of other people they wanted. Like I mean, so like they they wanted other positions over shortstop. So like that's why he fell. Like he's really top two. He should have been number two to the Orioles, but they took the the Heston. I forgot to pronounce his name. Kajurstad. Yeah. Kajurstad, the outfielder. Heading into the first outfielder, we got a guy. If you know prospects, you probably heard his name, Luis Roberts. Um, Another White Sox man. Yeah, the, White, the Sox, White Sox. White Sox Orioles are building up their farm team, man. I mean, well, Braves be- too. Yeah. Braves too. Braves too. For sure. Um, he was signed to a DSL contract when he was 15. Wow. Yeah, so international prospect. Yeah, international yeah. prospect. His stat show, he's obviously an elite player. Oh, yeah. With the batting average of 312. The power hitter. Through man. his whole minor league career. Mm-hmm. And then in AAA, he had 16 home runs in 47 games. Wow. Yeah. 16 and 47. That, that, when I saw that, I was, I, that took me by shot. <laughs> I was like... Wait, hold on. Well, what are we talking about? Mike Trout here or are we talking about Luis Robert? <laughs> I think I think he has a chance to become as good as some of the guys that are playing right now. Or well, if not better. If we're talking about the topic of Mike Trout and the Angels, I'm gonna bring you to our next outfielder. Joe Adele. He's twenty one years old. ETA was supposed to be this season. So I mean if it happens, he might get called up if they expand these rosters, right? Mm-hmm. Number five overall prospect. Number one for LA and number two for outfielders. He was a 10th overall pick in 2017, straight out of high school. He's literally played on every affiliate team of the Angels. He's worked his way through from for three years now. 224 games, 269 hits, 35 home runs, 143 RBIs, with a slugging average of 518 and a batting average of 298. Again, another guy who's hitting a little bit above. Half of his hits are slugging percentage. And he's almost batting 300 as far as average. For three years of playing the minor league, he's consistent. He's gonna keep doing it. Um, I don't. I can't speak about his defense because I don't know about that. But I know about his bat, and his bat is explosive. And he's gonna be someone that the Angels are gonna call up for sure. Whether it's on the bench or replacing um, the, I believe it's Tom Goodwin. As far as the outfield and the Angels, he, he's someone that's gonna come up. He's gonna be a threat. He's a future 
of the Angels. For yeah, sure. he's gonna be a part of that. And Good if, if they got Mike Trout's gonna help season you, then what do you got to worry about? <laughs> yeah, true. What do you have to worry about, man? And then you got Anthony Rondon on that team too. Otani can help you hit a little bit and give a little, little tips. Maybe go from two ninety eight to three fifty. I see only amazing blue skies for that player. I'm excited. Uh, now we're gonna talk about another outfielder, Jared Kalenic. A lot of you guys might be like, Kalenic, yeah, Kalenic. Kalenic, my fault. Um, he's drafted six overall in 2018 by the Mets. Yeah, it's now, part of that trade. Spencer may love this guy as much as he can, but he doesn't get to have him for yeah. the Mets. He was a part of a trade mm-hmm. for uh, Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz, and definitely the Mariners won that trade, I feel, in my yeah, part. Because they got the number 10 overall prospect, and they got rid of Robinson Cano, who's going to retire at some point, and Edwin Diaz was amazing in the Mar- in Seattle, but obviously they saw something in Kalenic that was over. Uh, yeah, better than Diaz. You know, Diaz is. Ooh, yeah, you you've seen Diaz with the Mets a little bit choked. of those blown he's saves. Choked for the Mets, like Degrom will come out and give you seven good innings. Yeah, and you then you have really... maybe Brad Wilson or Brad Brock or someone he else. In one and they inning. pitch maybe they pitch the eighth inning, and then they're like, oh, okay, maybe give a run or a couple hits. Yeah, and then yeah. you're winning the game like what five zero, and then you put in Edwin Diaz. All of a sudden, you lost fifteen to five. That's every game uh, they put in Diaz he loses the game. He. If Diaz didn't lose so many games, DeGrom would have one of the best records in the league. It's yeah. not even fair. I mean, he's still going to Cy Young, so it's okay. The, the people respected that. They're like, all right, he, he's, a, he's good. But come on, Diaz. Like, for Kalenic, tell us about what the Mets lost. Bro. Tell us. Well, he batted 291 in two years, mm-hmm. which is a little bit He's above been in the Futures average. game twice as well. Yes, Futures game twice. And he had a 904 OPS. So wow. he's definitely a threat to be mm-hmm. reckoned with. Sure. He'll, he'll knock you all over if you're a pitcher. So, definitely a good young prospect, and I'm happy to see him come. Now we have um another bench outfielder. We got Drew Waters, drafted second round of 2017. I feel like this was a steal. Oh, yeah. When you're drafted second round by the Braves, uh-huh. from, straight from high school, you drafted since 2017, so he had that one extra year in the minor leagues, just a season up a little bit. He batted 309 in 134 games. Which proves he's a beast at the plate. He's one of those guys that will hit yeah. gap shots. He he's um a nice switch hitting guy. Um and uh, for his whole career in the minor league system, he has had a feeling percentage of nine seventy. Wow, it so really good defensively. That's really good for outfield because you want to make sure that nothing's getting past you. Yeah, I'm if if I'm hitting a ball to him, I know like. I mean, More I than, can't, like, the, 97% yeah, of the time he's going to catch. The, the Braves are a good team, so I, c- I could see him coming up next year on the bench, probably. Yeah, because they have Ender and Ciarte and Acuna. The yeah. They have a good... Well, have a good what's interesting about the prospects, so, like, they're saying the Braves farm system is good right now. Well, here's something interesting that maybe not a lot of fans don't know. The Braves were actually caught cheating with yeah. prospects a while ago. Paying a little extra. I think it was, like, 10 years ago, around uh-huh. that time. So, for those who don't know about international prospects, we talk about Wanda Franco um, yeah. and some other players like that. Luis international Robert. prospects, yeah, Luis Robert, when you're signed, I don't know the exact number, I can't tell you, but let's say it's $5 million, which is way too high. I don't think it's that high. It's like 50000 I think it's like 500000 Let's say it's 500000 right? That's a rookie contract anyway, the max. You can't give them over that amount. There's no signing bonuses for international prospects. They're 15 years old, 16 at most. You're not allowed to give them more money. But they weren't checking out the Braves, and apparently for a long time the Braves were doing this. So the MLB punished them. I believe it was for the next five or six or seven years. They were not allowed to sign any international prospects. 
Well, not any, but they made their minimum so low. I believe it was like 20,000, 30,000. So that, or their maximum. So then when they went to go sign players, like for instance, let's say the, the Yankees give someone 500,000. And then the Bears like, oh, we'll give you 30. They're like, hmm, 30 or 500? What, what sounds better to me? So then they go with the Yankees or they go with the Reds. So they, they punish them. Their farm system was not good for a while. So I think because of that, they had to dig deep and find players that weren't international prospects. And you see a lot of those players that are coming up through the system now. Uh-huh. I think that's why their farm system is good now. Uh-huh. I'm not saying they cheat, but I think that's why that their farm system is good. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they found a way. They had to swerve around it because they, they got caught cheating and overpaying international 15-year-olds. Yeah. When you think about it, a, a sophomore in high school. But you know what? Let's get started. We got all the batters. This was a harder one, I would say, as far as the rotation. Because you got people that got drafted, and you, there's also really good prospects, lefties and righties. So we're going to start with Dustin May. Uh-huh. A lot of people know him. Um, he came up last season. He did really well for them. Yeah, He's the number 32 overall prospect, two for the Dodgers, 10 for right-handed pitchers. He was a 101st overall pick in 2016, straight out of high school, third round. So, I mean, he wasn't given that much. He's 22 years old now. Um, in the minor leagues, he's had 78 games. Two, he's 24 and 17 and 394 strikeouts. Three of the rookie team, the single A, single A advanced, double A, and triple A. Works way out. Yeah. Um, but as far as the MLB, he's pitched 14 games as a starter and I believe a couple bullpen. He's two and three and he has 32 strikeouts. Um, definitely seeing him on the team this season. Yeah. In the rotation. I love his There's hair. No and I, I, I love the way he pitches, too. He has he that weird, yeah. weird wind-up, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's working. He's doing it's, something. He's right. doing it, yeah. Um, heading into another phenomenal starting pitcher. We're going to talk about Sixto Sanchez. I mean, yeah. May and Sanchez were the two people we talked about in our very first episode for Rookie of the Year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. So, he, signed, he got signed to the DSL contract in 2015. Mm-hmm. I see he's a future ace. Of, of, of the Marlins, for yeah, like sure. this year, for sure. This year, he, he said the Marlins. Wasn't he? He was signed by the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was signed by the yeah, Phillies. Yeah, he signed because he played for the Blue Claws. I remember. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a two point five ERA for his whole career in the minor leagues. Not the greatest, but he's doing something right. He has a beautiful sinker. He's throwing, mm-hmm. and he's only allowed nine home runs while playing professional baseball. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. Since actually. 2015, he's yeah. only allowed nine home runs. Yeah, that's as a starting pitcher something. that pitches yeah. most of the time like mm-hmm. five Six, to seven, seven innings. Yeah, five to seven innings for sure. For sure, only lets up nine home runs. I feel like Derek Jeter is building up that farm system. I'll tell you what, that's another team that has really good rookies, mm-hmm. and, and um, they just drafted one that we'll talk about a little later. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the next uh, starting pitcher. Another guy that's already made it. Um, Jesus Luzardo, another 22-year-old, the 94th overall, again, another third-round pick in 2016, the same year as Dustin May. They were literally uh, seven picks away from each other. (laughs) He's number 18 overall prospect, number one for Oakland, number three for left-handed pitching. So he's actually, when he got drafted by the Nationals, he played for Oakland now. He he only played for the GCL team, the rookie league team, Gold Coast League, right? But then... He was traded with another third base prospect for starting for relieving pitchers Ryan Madsen and Sean Doolittle to the Oakland Athletics. 
which both ended up playing for the World Series team that just won. I so mean, you, when you're traded for World Series caliber players, so there's something in you for sure. Yeah. And the Oakland Athletics saw that because he played within those three years. He went through the whole system. The whole system. He's been through even when. Um, so for those who don't know, the, the the Mets used to have the AAA team, the Las Vegas 51s. Then they ended their contract and they signed a new contract with the Syracuse Mets from the Nationals. And the Las Vegas 51s, they moved to Oakland. So he's he was through, he went through that. He was in the original team, the Nashville Sounds, the original AAA team, and he went through the Las Vegas Aviators AAA team. Um, but he's done forty six games throughout the minor league system, fourteen and seven, two hundred thirty four strikeouts, pretty impressive. He's only done six games for the MLB, hasn't got a one or loss yet. One point five ERA, two saves, so he's been starter and reliever. Sixteen strikeouts, and only a one nineteen average. I mean, yeah, six games. So you're, it's not too many batters, but still, 119 is not bad at all. Yeah, I could definitely see him being on the roster this year. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the last starting pitcher, who I said was um, also a part of that Marlins good rotation. Oh, yeah, yeah, not last in the rotation. but Yeah, last in the last... rotation. Oh, wait, no. Not last, no. No, second to no, last. Yeah, second to last. The fourth guy in the rotation. You're rushing it, I'm you're sorry. Rushing it I'm man. sorry, man. You're going to get rid of this dude? Come on. Drafted third overall in the 2020 draft by the Marlins. They said he's going to be fighting with six, though. Oh, for, for sure, yeah. For that spot. He, um, they said he might possibly take his spot. I don't know. Six does been doing good, but this guy looks like he's going to be amazing. I mean, why you gotta take it? Why you got to take someone's spot? Why can't they both just be good? I know. Why can't the Marlins just have two good pitchers? Why can't they have a one and two going? But um, yeah, he had a two thirteen average, uh, not average, two thirteen ERA in his college career of three years. Mm-hmm. So he's doing pretty good. I'm excited to see what's next. Now we're gonna go to the last starting pitcher of the team. This, this is the last one. This is the last right? one. I promise. This is the fifth one. The last starting pitcher. Six man, five man rotation. All right, Brendan McKay, twenty four years old. Again, already made it to the MLB. Um, 12th overall prospect, number two for Tampa Bay, and number two for left-handed pitchers. He was a fourth overall pick out of tw- in 2017 from Louisville. Uh, another guy who's gone all the way through the system, played for every Tampa Bay Rays team. In the minor leagues, he's done 40 games, 1.78 ERA, 12-2, 226 strikeouts. That's one of the more impressive stat lines for all starting pitchers right now. Yeah. MLB, 13 games, 56 strikeouts, 2-4 and four record. And I'll get this, he's a two-way player. Otani, look out. Because you got another two-way player coming right up against you with the Rays. Not the same division, but he can do it because they got DH. Now, the Rays could definitely use him as a DH. They could use him as a pitcher. He could be in the rotation. Maybe he could be on the bench or in the bullpen. But he's going to make it work. He can hit, and he can pitch. So, Otani, you got someone else to compete with now. Another yeah. two-way player, for sure. I'm definitely excited to see what happens when he comes to the plate. Now we're going to talk about a relieving pitcher just drafted this year, Asa Lacy. Fourth overall pick, 2020, drafted by the Kansas City Royals from Texas A&M. He has pitched three years in his college career. And in those three years, he has thrown 224 strikeouts. That's wow. And he pitched a 2.07 ERA. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, ERA, pretty average, but... He does love strikeouts. Oh, yeah. He's a guy that will K you out so easily. Looking, swinging, you got it. I mean, we've this seen, is awesome. Yeah, we've seen a lot of good pitching process come out of this draft. Let's continue that, though. A guy who has kind of a similar stat line, drafted 11th overall, so a little bit lower, but not too far lower. Mm-hmm. The Chicago White Sox, Garrett Crochet. 
I believe that's how you pronounce it. Left-handed pitcher, 20 years old, like I said, just got drafted. Um, came from Tennessee, another three-year player. We've seen that's a common trend. A lot of juniors yeah. like to get drafted. Um, 13 games for Tennessee, 10 and 9, four saves, 149 strikeouts. Not 224, but not too far off either. I definitely could see him doing damage for the White Sox. I mean, they have, yeah, like the we White said, Sox. they got pitching and hitting coming up in the system now. So, I mean, be scared. The future of the AL Central is something to be reckoned with, for sure. I guess so. Now we're going to talk about a guy, Hunter Harvey. You may have heard of his name. You may have not. Um, drafted 22nd overall in the 2013 draft straight yeah. from high school. Mm-hmm. So, he is still a rookie because in 2015, my fault, mm-hmm. he had Tommy John, which took him out until 2018. So he finally came back, and he only he played a little bit in 2019. I think he played, what was it? I think it was 12 games. Yep. And in those 12 games, he had a 1.42 ERA. Yeah, I mean, he's consistent. When he's good, he's good. You just got to stay healthy at that point. Baltimore, another team. To another team, with. yeah. Baltimore and Chicago are definitely building up their minor league system. Yeah, definitely scary. We got our last draftee on the team. They just got drafted. Mick Abel. 18 years old, another guy just drafted out of high school, 15th overall pick from Oregon, Jesuit High School, Oregon. Now, he's a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. He's got a changeup. He's got a curveball. Two-time Gatorade Oregon State Player of the Year. He's the That means he's the best high school player in Oregon. Two times. Not Some people win it once. Not twice. His, junior, his senior year was canceled because of coronavirus. But his junior year, he lit it up. In 72 and a third innings, he went 10-0, 1.26 ERA with 111 strikeouts. Because of this stat line, he's being compared to Steven Strasburg, Rick Porcello, and Justin Verlander. Those are long-time guys. They've been around since the early 2000s, like 2005. So like this guy is already being compared at that 18 years old. And he missed his senior season. So within three years of baseball, he's already being compared to those three greats. I mean... I see a great future for him. He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna, even if he gets traded, he's, he's gonna be a great asset to any team. Honestly, you could make him a starter. Uh-huh. He could be a starter unless you, you want to keep the reliever route. I mean, if you made him a closer, that would be deadly. Mm-hmm. Hundred mile power fastball, change up curveball. Usually, closer only got three pitches. Yeah. So I mean, he could definitely let it up. I'm gonna sure. talk about the next relieving pitcher, James Karinchak. So this is a guy drafted in the ninth round. Yes, you heard me. Ninth round in the 2017 draft yeah. by the Indians from Bryant's University. Um, and he, I feel slipped because he's put on this lineup and he, he threw 186 strikeouts in two years. Oh, wow. And his, his, um, his batters, he has faced, they had a 205 average against him. Mm-hmm. He's just a dominant pitcher. He will K you up like the other guy. He's just a phenomenal pitcher with a 2.73 ERA, which isn't the greatest, but definitely you see his strikeouts. He's punching oh, yeah. kids out. All right, let's get on to our last guy. Sad to see, but our last guy of the 26-man roster prospect. He's 21 years old. Um, he's already made it to the MLB. His name is Buzdar Gratero. I believe I pronounced that right. Hopefully. You know, he doesn't take an offense to that. Uh, he was signed in 2014 as international prospect by Minnesota. So, again, six years ago. So, he was 15. Um, he played all the way through the Twins organization. 
51 games, 19 and 6 record, 2.48 ERA, 230 strikeouts. Not bad for a reliever. That's like that's a stat line for like a starting pitcher for a couple of years, maybe even just one season. And he did all that in that those amount of years. So now he gets called to Minnesota, right? He's he's playing as a relieving pitcher for that bullpen. Then he gets traded with the prospect outfielder, right fielder, this offseason. I'm sure you guys remember this trade. And money for Kenta Maeda and Ayr Carmargo. So he's part of that Kenta Maeda trade that sent Maeda to the Twins. And he goes to the Dodgers to play with David Price, Mookie Betts, Kershaw, Kenley Jansen. Pedro Baez, Dustin May. He's with a great amount of pitchers. He's already kind of developed. So, as far as playing the major leagues for Minnesota, he's done 10 games, 1-1, stat line, 10 strikeouts. I mean, that is what it is. When you play 10 games, a strikeout a game, you're getting... That's not bad. Because he's probably playing an inning per game as a reliever that young. So, basically, an inning every... uh, For every three batters, he gets a strikeout. That's really good. Really good for a reliever. Because you want to get in the one-two punt and get out of there. Give, give the ball to the setup, give the ball to the closer, and you're mm-hmm. good to go. So now he's on the L.A. team. I, I mean, like I said, the other guys, I can't see anything but shining lights for him. I mean, honestly, he's better off playing for the Dodgers. Yeah. Like, if you can make it there in L.A., you're going to you're gonna be on that team for a while. Mm-hmm. They've shown that. They've, they've signed people to long contracts who have done well for them. So I think that's really good for him. Yeah. But you know what? That's going to wrap it up for That's going to wrap it up for us here at the Dust Race Podcast. Like to thank you again for tuning in to episode eleven, the future of the MLB. Yeah, definitely exciting. I like Make sure to follow future. our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. Again, we got mascot matchup tournaments, redraft from two thousand. We got team rankings number eleven coming out soon. But most importantly, tomorrow, big announcement. Alert! alert. Crazy big announcement. We're going to be expanding. We want you to be a part of it. Please stay tuned. And as always, stay healthy, but let's bring baseball back.